many special things about the Olympopod bonus episodes. I believe is that essentially the moment we start recording, our information is out of date. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's more us. And, you know, we are, after all, trying to be a very serious history podcast. So it makes sense that... Things aren't up to date on our pod. Exactly. And what you're referring to, I have no doubt, is about an hour, not even an hour, after recording yesterday, some new news on the team figure skating ceremony melee. Yeah, and it was it's even more complicated and ridiculous than either of us speculated. I did say cocaine. You did say, I believe, cannabis. Yeah. So I'll turn, okay, that was based on the knowledge that it was, it was a non-performance enhancing drug, yes. which is not true. Well, or that is it, it is. It, a, it, ah, come on. No, no. Well, so trimetazidine. 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 Right, that was a drug, and I think they say it's. For did they did they say did someone say it was for like a chest infection to treat chest pain? I think again something that so, helps the blood flow, mm. which has real Maria Sharapova vibes to it. Eh, so yes, I would say yeah. But another thing I would say, and this is what we'll be getting into. She's fifteen. She could be suffering from very serious anxiety of having to go up front and having to do represent her country at the largest stage. So it, I, I I wouldn't necessarily jump that sh- this is definitely doping masquerading as something else. That being said, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm giving that girl the benefit of the doubt. But that being I'm said, pretty sure. I'm pretty well I, in terms of giving. This 15-year-old benefited of that. I don't think we need to go down that avenue. I'm fairly certain whatever she's putting in her body, she's not choosing what it is that is being given to her. Yeah, yeah. But there could be genuinely legitimate reasons. And it isn't on a list of substances that are performance enhancing. But it is a banned substance. It is a banned substance. And did we mention her name yet? No. Okay. Are we allowed to? (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm fairly, I've seen her name mentioned in quite a few Ooh. publications. If the BBC can do it, so can we. I mean, Camilla Valieva. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. I don't like. Do you think the Kremlin is going to crack down on the Olympopod? Well, we uh, once once we thought the USOC would, and so far so good. So, so far, if so not good. them, then who? China. <laughs> The curling community? I, I don't know, Chris. <laughs> We've I don't know why the curling community would be mad at us. Um, we also, love the curling community. Okay, then. Medium distance runners. Long distance runners. Short distance runners. I mean, we've made all, enemies. We've all made the runners. runners. We've made, yes, we've made yes. enemies. But we're still here. So, I mean, we, we do record from a secret location. And we change our locations every single time that we record. But, you know, anyway. we, we To speak, give... To to share both sides of the story, we're going to go to the IOC's Mark Adams, in which mm-hmm. he says, I cannot comment on speculation that I've seen. Oop-de-doop. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. We really appreciate it. 
But what makes this story so Olympopod worthy? Because this is 100% a story that we would spend 15 minutes on in a standard Olympopod is because she's 15. Yeah. There's this legal issue where she can't be held responsible for doping. So can she be disqualified if it's turned out that she has an illegal substance in her system? Well, I I think... Uh, by not being held responsible like she may not receive a very harsh punishment Mm. but if we think about what the likely source of this is it's somebody connected to her or the team it's a team event which she won and that the russian olympic committee in this case could and probably should be punished yeah i just don't know if the russian olympic committee would dope no I think they've they've changed their ways. I well, have the Russian Olympic Committee ever been? <laughs> ever been? Well, to quote to quote the Russian Figure Skating Federation spokeswoman Olga Ermolina, she is not suspended. Yeah. Okay, so I've got this from the NPR. Aside from the timing of the test, another complication could be Valieva's age. At 15, she's a protected person as defined by the World Anti-Doping Code. That lowers the potential punishment for minor athletes who are confirmed to be doping to a minimum of a reprimand and a maximum of a two-year ban. Mm. And under the code, officials are not required to publicly identify some such athletes. But we are not a, uh, an official, so it's all good. No, exactly. Uh, that's what they're not required to. Yeah. So they yeah. can do. So yeah. eventually, they're probably going to have to because it's kind of like, why would you? Why would you not say it if everyone else okay. knows who it is? Okay, Chris, I'm looking at this. So, so this particular drug has been detected once before in 2018 in Pyeongchang mm-hmm. in a Russian Olympic Committee athlete a bobsledder Nadezhda Sergeyeva and mm-hmm. and her two team bobsleigh re- results were thrown out and amazingly that same Olympics a Russian curler was stripped of his bronze medal after that particular athlete tested positive for meldonium Christopher why would you need performance enhancing drugs in curling? Um, Repetitive sweeping? Yeah, well, something I've noticed, particularly among the male curlers, is that they are becoming jacked. Like, they, they really, they're well-built, fine specimens these days. And power is important. I mean, the Italians won the mixed doubles and... The uh, the man on the team was just huge, and his his approach was no no fancy pants curling. I'm going to smash stones, and so yeah, in that sense, there could be benefits to doping. Although meldonium isn't that the same thing that actually is the Maria Sharapova one, right? Oh, I'm gonna have to look this up. Yeah, meldonium was Maria Sharapova. Okay, uh, and that yeah, I mean. Why? Why? I don't know. Why does anyone dope at all, Ruth? Why can't we all just play clean? Mm. That's what I, I ask. Nev- Chris, I'm going to say right here, categorically, I have never doped. Someone has been confirmed for doping. A name has been given. <laughs> and yeah. uh, 
<laughs> and uh, it's a basic bitch kind of doping, if I may say so. Uh, anabolic steroids for Iran's Saveh Shemshaki, 36 years of age, after an adverse analytical finding in an out-of-competition test. So that, that seems to have been taken before uh, the championships. One of only two Iranians at this uh, games. Yeah. Sad. I mean, again, why would you bother? I suppose, and just playing devil's advocate here, being from a nation that doesn't have as many resources, <clears throat> yeah. being then brought out, presume, I presume he doesn't train in Iran, or if he does, I, I don't know. But Iran, I has, Iran has some pretty uh, good skiing yeah, like, resorts. It has fantastic skiing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would, I would say it's probably pressure from coaches and not necessarily 100% always... I mean, having a huge amount of trust in your coaches and uh, taking what they say. Because, to be honest, anabolic steroids sound like they, it's something you're going to, that you're going to be found out about. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's a basic, some, it's basic bitch stuff. Yeah. yeah. I want you either to be using some newfangled ones that are undetectable for like the next decade or strychnine. Strychnine, yeah. Strychnine. Like, you're going to get so much respect if you get thrown out of the Olympics because you were taking strychnine. Mm. Or, even better, don't get thrown out of the Olympics because you took strychnine and win gold. Deep cut. There you go. Well, he never will. 36 years of age now. I think that's probably the, the last, the first and last we'll hear of Hossein Save Shemshaki. Shall we go to some good news? Well, I do want to just say, Chris, that I haven't looked at the New York Times. I don't know how their um, medal table is fixed. Oh, well, Ruth. But Jeremy are topping the table. Yes, still. Still. But what a day for the USA. And I'm pretty sure the New York Times will have refangled their approach because now they're up to fourth place in the actual tables or joint third on gold medals with Austria because they won three today. Mm. What a day for the USA. In fact, they've including, won all four in the last two days. Yeah, including someone we spoke about a couple of days ago, Nathan Chen. Yes. Who had his record-smashing score on the ice rink a few days previously, and he's now gone on to take gold in the men's free skating. What I love about the Nathan Chen discourse because it's a lot of it's, it's so feel good you know mm. also his nickname is amazing the quad king you know because of his amazing quads right or maybe his yeah. ability to perform quadruple jumps with ease but there was a <laughs> lot of I saw a lot of tweets was like oh finally he's done it at long last he's 22 yeah. Oh, so old. <laughs> oh, he's had long, so long to wait. Oh, Nathan. He spent his will life you, yearning. Will you ever achieve what your uh, potential yeah. had promised? And now, yes. and now the rest of his life is just going to be, you know, like how does he relive that buzz, you know? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, he's pretty damn good. Uh, it, it seemed like it wasn't even close, was it? No, it wasn't, no. So there was one Korean athlete, I think, who had an outside chance of, like, jumping back into the medals. 
and he had to pull off a quad of his own, something he had never done, but he didn't do it again. (laughs) (laughs) He still hasn't done it. Okay. Still hasn't done it. Still hasn't done it. Yeah. He still hasn't found what she was looking for in the squirts. But I want to go back because you've completely hijacked this to to spread some good news. But I'm not still so much more USA to go. Yeah, I know, but Germany is top of the table. You can't take that away from them. And they took a clean sweep in the luge. Yes. How many people can you fit on a luge? Still just two. Well, still just two for now. So they have the men's gold, the women's gold, a doubles gold, and a mixed relay gold. Christopher, we said yesterday we didn't know what form the mixed relay was going to take. Yes. Have you found out? Uh, It's the disappointing kind. Ah. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I was kind of referring to. Is like, how many people can you fit on it? Still yeah. just a maximum of two. Uh, Still, yeah. The two Tobiases were a part of the team again. And I am I'm glad for Latvia that they got a medal, though. They got the bronze after yeah. finishing both fourth and fifth in the doubles yesterday. So they managed to uh, finally get a medal, which is nice. But yeah, Germany... Uh, well, it was, it was damn close, though. It was, it was. eight hundredths of a second that, that the Austrians were behind. Uh, so, yeah, that was close. But Germany, they love that luge. Chris. Yeah. We have men's luge. Yeah. We have women's luge. Yes. We have mixed relay luge. Yes. We have doubles luge. Mm-hmm. Which is two men. Why is there no women's doubles luge, or is it just simply That's because? That's funny because I was. Is is it is it simply just because women have too much sense? Well. Oh. Well. Yes. Ruth. Christopher. According to Wikipedia, your mm. favorite source, luge at the 2022 Winter Olympics, it's listed as singles, men and women, mm-hmm. relay, mixed. Doubles open. So I was wondering this. So I actually looked this up and I was like, no, that's this can't be right. But okay, so then we did say, why do you have a person at the bottom? Like, what's your point? We said that yesterday and we said, wait. So is that simply it? That like, there would make no sense to have two lighter women. That it's better to have two heavy men. Like why potentially, yeah. but then you know, in that case, if that is the case, and you know, we're coming at this incredibly uninformed. But if that's, that's the case, that's our way, Christopher. That's our way. If that's the case, may I suggest that for the open category in doubles, we have like a lightweight and a heavyweight competition, mm. where perhaps a mix is beneficial, or perhaps two yeah. women is beneficial. Or two large men laying on top of each other is beneficial. Also, if in 2026, <laughs> in the Open Doubles event, yeah. someone did put in a woman or put in two women. Two large women. Them, yeah, potentially. That would make a lot of headlines and everyone would be following them. Yeah. Ireland, get yeah. on it. And then, Chris, that brought me on to a second wondering. Yeah. We have Doubles Luge. Mm. It's ridiculous. We all agree it's ridiculous. Like, I, I, I'm sure even the people who participate in Double Luge think it's ridiculous. Why not 
Double skeleton. 2026. Double skeleton. Yeah. At least both of both people would be actually able to see where they're going. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm in for that. Yep. Yep. And then also a an event where we can see how many people you can put onto a sled. So it's not necessarily a timed event. It's more of a stylistic event that you have to all of you get down to the sliding, bottom of the track. A sliding human Jenga. Yes. I think that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. And now we have Germany attempting for the first time ever seven athletes. Now remember, <laughs> if they fall over here, that bronze medal that they are certain of will be out of their hands completely. This is a risk that the Germans are worth taking because they are the Germans. And they love luge. But how much do they, they love, love it? Love luge. Do they, lo- seven. Do they love seven. it seven? We'll find out. <laughs> uh, 2026 is probably too early for that. But 2030. 2030. Yeah. 2030. Let's put it forward. Uh, Jenga luge. Jenga luge. Lujenga. <laughs> We've invented a sport. It's Lujenga. Lujenga. It's perfect. Now, there are, some, there are some limitations in this because like on the tight turns, you know, how many people can you fish to actually get through those bits? But at the same time, you know, are we going to allow like ropes like are you, or do you just have to keep on holding down below is it, like what's what's the situation anyway this is something to yes. go back Eight to when we're to doing a review yeah yeah well no when we're doing a review of the beijing after we're, we're finished this after the beijing olympics after this we will do a review bonus and then we'll think about this in depth okay lujenga Anything else, Chris? Ruth, we've barely talked about anything today. (laughs) (laughs) There was also the phenomenal Chloe Kim. Mm -hmm. So another USA gold medalist, another athlete who was just a million miles ahead of everyone else. Uh, She had the job done on her first run. So for the second one, she could basically just try a new trick. Uh, didn't manage to pull it off, but it didn't matter. So it was just a, you know, it was a, a lap of glory in the end. She uh, actually tried it for the second and the third run. So she had it sorted in the first run. I think the next best, so she got a 94. The second place was uh, Carold Castellat, uh from Spain at the ancient age of 32. 90.25 was her score, which is very good, uh, but nowhere near Chloe Kim, who uh, is just phenomenal. So uh, I love the commentary when watching the qualification for it, where I heard that she's so good. She's This is her second Olympics and has already won the, the gold in the half pipe in both 2018 and 2022. And they were saying she's not even going to have to start training until after she wins gold in 2026. This is how far she's ahead of everyone else. She's just kind of doing it. Doesn't really need to, like, or is it probably not going to be pushed for another four years or so. So she is top notch. I've also found a character. Oh, we love a character. And he won't make his debut until Sunday. Mm-hmm. But it's Jamaica's Benjamin Alexander. Hmm. Who will be competing in the giant slalom. He's 38 years old. 
He only started skiing seven years ago. <laughs> he was born in Northamptonshire in England and has made a career for himself as a DJ traveling around the world. Uh, <laughs> he says that skiing here in Beijing is akin, akin to having the opportunity to go on to Old Trafford and have a kickabout with Cristiano Ronaldo. He was one of the flag bearers for Jamaica and he... Uh, has decided that his suit he'll be wearing on Sunday will be an homage to the 1998 Cool Runnings Jamaica bobsleigh crew. I mean, amazing. And yeah, he basically said that... Uh, also, he qualified. Uh, he only started competing a couple of years ago. Um, his first international competition was March 2020. And he qualified for Beijing at the Cape Verde Championships. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, it has been a meteoric rise, and he hopes it will serve as an example to others. He said, I hope to inspire people who have taken a bit, a bit of joy out of my story to go to Milton Keynes, to the snow zone, or go on holiday to the Alps and give it a shot. There's a place for everyone. And if I can get from zero to Olympian in six years, everyone can go from zero to having fun in a much shorter <laughs> period of time. So good luck to Benjamin Alexander. I hope to goodness he doesn't die. Yeah, yeah. And actually today, Nathan Crumpton was in action from American Samoa. We, we were talking about him being all oiled up. Mm. And he, he's... he's uh, he, Finished in a very respectable seventeenth, and I in actually, what in the men's skeleton. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, um, and he's in heat three tomorrow, so I'll be watching that. And an Irishman did well today, yes, as well. Actually, Jack Jewish. Gower. Yeah, all of the Irish athletes I think have done have done us proud this this year. But yes, Jack did particularly well. Twelfth place in the. Uh, Men's combined in alpine skiing. I was a bit downhearted about it when I then heard the uh, experts describe this as potentially the worst field in a competition that is dying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> because There's uh, a global <laughs> pandemic going on, please. <laughs> exactly. And that's been the reason why the combined has basically disappeared somewhat because they've split the two disciplines into completely different bubbles on their tours mm -hmm. uh, so there's not really been much combined going on but uh yeah jack gower in 12th place in 11th marco fifner from Liechtenstein, <gasps> and in 13th arno alessandria from monaco oh! so what a trio in 11th 12th and 13th place Liechtenstein, ireland and monaco i like how you're including ireland into the micro nations <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the Winter Olympics. Let's, let's be honest. Yes. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, there was, uh, and I, this is not just like hiding the fact that there's 13 athletes. No, there were at least twice that many. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Um, well, actually. Speaking of not that. Speaking of not that, Norway's Daniel Andre Tandy took gold as part of the team in the men's large hill event in Pyeongchang in 2018. But both he and his teammate, Johan Andre Forfang, have been in isolation at these Olympics since testing positive for COVID-19 last week. 
Dante, however, has been released and was seen training for the Big Hill event, having obviously already missed the Norma Hill event this week. Yeah. The and one great, we spoke about yesterday. Exactly. That wild event, yeah. Yeah, and it's a great news story for Norway and for sport that he's back and seems fit and ready to compete. Last year, Chris, he had a bit of an aerial spill, which resulted in him having lung injuries, a broken collarbone, and seeing him being placed into a medically induced coma. So it is great to see him back out of isolation and hopefully... We'll also see him jump incredible distances for no apparent reason very soon. And amazingly, although you didn't have a segue into that, that mm. gives me a segue into a story which I'm going to squeeze in because it was from yesterday. Okay. Um, because in the big air for the men's snowboard? Okie dokie. Yes. Right? Yes. Hold on a second. Yeah, no, skiing, of course. Skiing, skiing. yeah. I was, Men's yeah. big air and skiing, which... Uh, I just Birk don't like Rouge, to contradict you, but, you know. Yeah, that's, that's a lie. <laughs> Birk Rude, Birk Rude, we mentioned one of yesterday from Norway. I also spoke about the bronze medalist, <laughs> Henrik Harlout. But actually, we were burying the lead here as silver medalist, Colby Stevenson, uh, six years ago had a life-threatening car accident mm-hmm. where the truck he was driving flipped over because he was on his way home from a competition and fell asleep at the wheel. He, too, was in an induced coma, uh-huh. had 30 fractures to his skull. Uh-huh. Didn't didn't we talk about this going down head first, son? Yeah. yeah. Also, when you flip yeah. a, a truck, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but just five months later, was back in his skis. And six years later, silver medal. At the Winter Olympics, he was he was ranked like tenth out yeah. of the twelve in the final. But uh, as uh, as he said, armed with his new perspective on life, he managed to overcome the odds and get silver, which is a really nice story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like the big air, but people on American social media, oh dear, are seem to be, seem to be very split on the venue. What do you think, Chris? Have you seen the venue for the bigger? Yes. Yeah. Um, if it's I'm not very mistaken, industrial. Yeah, it's if I'm very not, industrial. And yeah, but if I'm not mistaken, uh, like the athletes have said, it's the best jump they've ever had. Yes. Yeah. So I don't care about where it is. I also think it looks really cool. I haven't. I haven't noticed the surroundings, or it hasn't caught my attention at least. Yeah. I was. Some somebody posted the like a kind of wide view of it and it it does look a little bit like the nuclear power plant in the simpsons why the bigger venue is in the middle of smokestacks at a steel mill oh yeah i mean why cbs sports uh if you've seen the event you've noticed the venue's odd surroundings says shanna mccarrison well shanna i haven't noticed them (laughs) that's because i am too focused on the sport (laughs) but yes on reflection i'm surprised at how i've managed to miss this but it's branded with beijing 2022 so i just thought yeah there it is i don't think it looks that bad and supposedly it looks brilliant all lit up and also is this not quite a good use of 
unused industrial areas. Exactly. You know, like it, it is revitalizing that particular old unused. What was it? A steel plant or a steel mill? Mm. Yeah, it was steel mill. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, fuck that. Screw you, half of America. <laughs> Please still listen to us. <laughs> you've overta- you've overtaken Denmark, it's so the, we're oh, all about the you. Other, the other half of America that's listening, Ruth. <laughs> yeah, I'm in favor of it. Um, so am I. I think it's brilliant, and I think the shots of it are brilliant. And yeah, I, I, I don't... People are calling it dystopian, but I think more dystopian would be to completely flatten this area and create something else this is just this is this is good it has it has the olympopod stamp of approval yeah lads we're in china (laughs) right any other hot takes before we go (laughs) what's coming up tomorrow ruth no idea but chris i did read somewhere (laughs) that the ski jumpers outfits were too baggy and that's why they it was or did you tell me that yeah that's what we mentioned on the pod a few days ago (laughs) i told you kept them in the air i told you chris i told you chris that my notes were a little bit all over the place (laughs) today (laughs) i don't know where anyway okay fair enough never mind (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that thing that we talked about on the pod a few days ago still it's relevant still true <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times good times I learned today. What did you learn today, Chris? This, this, maybe this will be our last point. That you asked yesterday if a if the the sheet of ice in yes. which they they do the curling on is What's what it was it called? called. It is indeed. I was correct. It is a sheet. Okay. But there is a rink in curling. Oh, oh, yeah, Apparently, okay. that's what they call the team. What? Yeah. So, looking. That's ridiculous. Yeah, when I was in that article in which it says Great Britain's women hammer Sweden, um, they make two references to the team being the rink. So it's uh, Mawat's rink starts strongly. Mm. Uh, so the team that this guy is the leader of is apparently called the rink, which I don't understand. No, neither do I. That's like that's 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 like saying that the like collective noun yeah. for losers is the ski jump big hill. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Right?